What is going on? My name is Taylor and this podcast is called Who Knows, a podcast that works to answer the simply complicated questions of life and promote a life of self-love, mental health, and creating your own normal. Don't worry, we are just as lost as you are, now in season three. Who knows? Fam, man, am I glad to be here chatting with you for the very first episode of season three. Woohoo! It's happening. I'm so glad to be back for another season of the show, and I'm so excited about what we have in store for all of you this season. Season three is going to be full of interviews with creators, innovators, self-starters, entrepreneurs, people doing their thing, and I'm super excited about this season because we will get to talk to so many different people about so many awesome things that they're doing and really open up the conversation about what it means to create something, to be a part of something, just doing things that you're passionate about. What is that like? Let's talk about it. I hope everyone is just as excited about this as I am. I love talking about the things I'm passionate about. I'm a very passionate person. So it's going to be a super fun season with lots of awesome guests, some old, some new, lots of amazing conversations, and lots of learning and exploring new things, which is what we do here. So it's the first episode. We have a few announcements. We have a lot of announcements. They're a little meaty here, especially this one that uh, we mentioned on the Instagram over the summer. If you're not following us over there, but you're listening here, you know Maria. And Maria has left the Who Knows team, sad face, but she'll never leave the Who Knows fam and she will always be my best friend. So Maria's gone, but Lynn Barbara has joined the fam as our new editor and co-producer. Lynn also works with She's All Fat, a show we also love, and just started her post-grad life in the big ol' NYC. Everyone say, hi, Lynn, because she can totally hear you. She can hear me right now. Hi, Lynn. We love you. We're so excited to have you. So next announcement, we are still doing super fun things over on our Patreon, and we would love to add some of you to the fam over there, the Patreon fam. We have some bonus audio that happens over there, a video series that is quite good and fun and hilarious, if I do say so myself. Can't laugh at yourself. Who can you laugh at? So not only do you get some extra stuff over there, you can really help out the team for as low as $1 a month. Check it out. Link is going to be in the show notes. Be a part of the Patreon fam. You'll love it. I promise. While we were away, we got a very special Apple Podcast review. Woohoo! Reviewing us on Apple Podcasts or on any platform that has like review ability, is that a word? Is like one of the best ways that you can support the show. And not only is it supporting the show, you get a shout out on the show. So Rockier Raccoon 13 who gave us a review while we were away. Shout out to you. Thank you for supporting the show. And if you want to support the show, leave us a review. It really, really helps us out and it helps people find us and helps grow the audience. We also have some Patreon shout outs. We have two patrons that joined us while we were away on the season break, Alexa Doggett and Rob. Thank you guys so much for joining the Patreon fam. If you want to join the Patreon fam, do it. I'll love you. I'll love you anyway, but you should do it. Hello. 
So we have a segment on the show called The Things, and it's where I take a minute to talk about a few things that I might be super into right now, exciting things that have happened, like events or accomplishments, and sometimes some stuff that might be really difficult right now. And the things for this episode are big things. Graduated, moved. I'm designing a show for the first time in a really long time. Lots of big things are happening. I'm so excited to finally be a graduate of UNCSA and just, you know, getting back into like being in the workforce, which is so weird because I thought that when I graduated the first time, that was it. But then I went back to school and this time I was like, oh, you know, I already did this. Like, it'll be fine. Like, I'm not going to feel any different and just like going to go back to my life. That's a no, dog. That did not occur. I was freaking out. I was like, oh my God, I'm old. I'm like, what am I doing? I don't have a job. School of the Arts has a way where people get these like big important jobs and like what is important and like what is a big job. Sometimes it makes you feel a little self-conscious, but the reality of the situation is I'm really happy with what I'm doing. And it's just a little scary because sometimes you feel like when you go to a certain place where everybody's doing the same thing, you feel like you need to be doing the same thing. That's a no for me, dog. Also, I'm here. I'm working on the podcast. We got a grant for the podcast, which was awesome. And that was the thing that really solidified me staying where I'm at and like focusing on the show. And hopefully we're going to grow into something that is like really awesome and big and fantastic. Really be able to like reach a lot of people. And that's something that I'm passionate about. And we are also moving from one of apartment to the other apartment within our apartment complex, which is like seems like a low stress move. But I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little freaked out about it just because I've lived in this apartment for four years. And then not only am I engineering a bunch of shows at a local theater, Triad Stage, I feel like I probably mentioned it before, but I'm also designing a show for the first time in a while. I design shows at school, yeah, but it's different when you're like professionally designing. It's a different environment. The stakes are a little bit higher. And I'm doing a show called Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf. It's a good show. It's really dense as far as the text goes and there's also like a lot of yelling and a lot of drinking and it's like really crazy and exciting there are a lot of themes in that that as a 26 year old I don't fully understand and so I'm like trying to wrap my head around like the sound design of it and like getting myself back to being a professional sound designer which I've done already but going out of school and going back to school and then going out of school again it's it's a lot it's a lot of stuff in motion and like I think the biggest thing that I've learned from like all of what's been going on recently is that there really is no time in your life where you're like and now it's all fine like there's constantly something that's coming up that's like a shift that you're having to deal with and I think that that's okay. I think that that shows that like life is dynamic. Nothing is ever static. And I also think that it has taught me that no emotion is insignificant because sometimes I'm like, oh, there are like a lot of really bad things going on in the world. What I'm dealing with is really minute and stupid and I shouldn't be complaining and I shouldn't be sad and like kind of denying myself the ability to feel which I think is not good. Like I, if I'm feeling this way, if I'm feeling nervous, I mean, if I'm feeling anxious about these things, I'm, I'm allowed that. I think I'm allowed those emotions. And so if you're going through a similar thing, you're allowed to feel that way. You're allowed to feel scared. Everybody gets confused. Everybody is trying to figure things out. That's why I do this show because I want to find camaraderie in those emotions find somebody to talk to or make yourself feel good today. Like do something if you're feeling freaked out about life because it just keeps happening, but you can keep getting through it.
So here we go into the first episode of season three. That's the first song of season three. You're welcome. So this week, I hung out with some members of the Greensboro Roller Derby. Who knows is based in Greensboro, North Carolina, and so is this local derby team. So the Greensboro Roller Derby is a part of the WFTDA, which is the Women's Flat Track Derby Association. And we talk more about that in the episode. And I'm also going to link the WFTDA website in the show notes so you can learn more about what they are about and, you know, what sanctioned roller derby is all about. So the people that I spoke with in this episode are super awesome. And I'm so excited to introduce them to you. All three of them play on different teams. And we talked about roller derby. Of course. Uh, We talked about the game itself, how they got into it, what it's like playing the sport. And you get to hear me totally geek out about my new favorite sport. I now volunteer with the Derby and it's been so much fun. I've been learning how to be a non-skating official, NSO for short, helping out in the penalty box and a lot of cool things like that. So here are some of the members of the Greensboro Roller Derby and I talking about roller derby. So here I am with some of the players of the Greensboro Roller Derby. Uh, my name is the Grimberland Reaper, or you can just call me Grim. I'm Malice, and I live in Rollerland. And I'm locked and loaded, but I go by Lolo. Hooray! Okay, and oh, this is it. I'm going to debut my derby name. Yeah. Oh, okay. I am Dank the Tank. Yes. yes. Or yes. just Tank. <laughs> I let my friends on Instagram, like we did a bunch of polls, and it was between Dankenstein and Dank the Tank. <laughs> oh, and oh, Dank man. the Tank won by a landslide. I was like, you guys think I'm a tank? Great. I love that. I like that too. Yeah, yeah. But I'm probably going to call you Dankenstein because I like that better. You guys just call me. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, you, you just get called whatever people want to call honestly, you. Honestly, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I just like, I was so excited. They were like, yeah, everybody gets a derby name and I was like I'm so excited yeah because I just started volunteering and it's amazing and I love it so much we love having you yeah (laughs) so I think we can start off with uh everybody go around and talk about how you got into roller derby okay you want me to start yeah go ahead awesome so I got into roller derby in 2015 I was going to school at Appalachian State University I was working three jobs doing an internship and I was like a big wreck emotionally spiritually and you know every which way I saw that they were doing a boot camp for the Appalachian roller derby so I was like yeah I used to you know roller skate at the skating rinks why not so I go to the boot camp and I'm like instantly hooked it's super hard and I'm like hating my body but like I was super addicted to it so I started getting involved with that and it really 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 helped my emotional well-being yeah that's actually kind of similar to why I wanted to volunteer because I don't have anything that's not work Mm -hmm. like I need something just fun and Mm -hmm. like that I can like meet new people and because like I mean I don't really have a lot of people that I hang out with in Greensboro I went to school in Winston so any friends that I do have they live in Winston and like I just needed something that was not work literally I've volunteered twice every time I get this feeling where I'm like I'm a part of something I'm here I feel like like such a nerd but I'm like ah this is so exciting I love that yeah yeah Malice what about you I joined June 9th of 2012 I was challenged by a close friend at the time to do it. Um, Usually if you dare me, I'm going to probably try. My kids were getting older and I didn't really, I didn't really have much going on besides I was like running a daycare at the time. So I was looking for something to be and achieve with, you know, and I liked 
the aggressive nature of the sport. Very uh, appealing and yeah. Lola? So I'm the baby. I've only done it for exactly like a year and a week. Yay. Yay. And so I also had a friend who was like, hey, I just started derby and I think you would like it because I've always played sports. I've always been athletic and I had my kids and then my kids were my life. And I was like, you know, I do need something for myself. So I went to boot camp and kind of like grim, like I was hooked. I had never been on quad skates, but I was determined. Which I think is, that's awesome (laughs) that like that was the first time. Literally the first time I was ever on quad skates was the first day of practice. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Because I started skating when I was pretty young. I had my 26th birthday at a roller rink and my boyfriend had never been on quad skates. And I was trying to teach him how to skate. And I was like, I don't even remember learning how to skate. I just like remember it happening. And how long did it take you to pick it up? I couldn't skate more than like maybe 30 feet until after the second week. Yeah. But literally they teach you everything. That's amazing. The training committee teaches you if you've never skated how to skate. I couldn't skate backwards. I could skate backwards now. And it's like a three-month program. Yeah. So by December, when when I had my first game, quote-unquote, I was on two feet skating. That's amazing. For the folks at home who don't know about roller derby, how about somebody explain, you know, in a nutshell, like, how the game works? So it is essentially a race between two people. The rest of the people on the track are trying to stop them because these two people are going to get a point for every person they pass when they come back around. They're called jammers. They're wearing star helmet covers. And they are going to try to get past all of these blockers. There's four blockers from each team. The blockers are trying to stop the jammers. Jammers are trying to get out. When the first jammer gets out, they're called the lead jammer. The reason you want to be lead jammer is because when you go around and score your points, if that other jammer is coming around, you want to go ahead and call it so that that person can't get points. And you have the power to end the jam as yeah. the lead jammer. Watching the game yesterday, I noticed that the call-off was determined mostly by the coach. How do you know when to call off the jam? It's like you're going until you, like, got a certain amount of points and like how do you know when to call it off strategy yeah strategy yeah there's gonna yeah so sometimes that other jammer has not made it out of the pack they're still on their what's called their initial pass yeah yeah and the pack for those who don't know it's literally like everybody together like trying to prevent the jammers from getting through and you have to pass through once before you can start scoring points, which I learned yesterday. Actually, I didn't realize that. The pack is the majority of the opposite team's players and your team players, so that there's like an equal representation. Right? Yeah. Yeah, you can't have one team on one side of the track and one team on the other side of the track. So there's a lot of rules involved that are meant to keep Derby interesting and safe and going forward and moving forward. I love that it, that there are rules that keep it safe. Like what we were talking about before with like if somebody gets hurt, they have to sit out for three jams and like I think that that's kind of awesome like I I think with such a physical sport it's great that there are rules built in so that it's not just like a bloodbath like it's actually really safe nothing like whip it no No. it did used to be a very exploitative sport most of those moves were choreographed 
So, oh, yeah, that, you know what? Yeah, I was like literally wrestling. about to say that sounds like wrestling. <laughs> That's it, crazy. Had they at that time really been throwing for real elbows into people's faces? Yeah. That they would not be playing very long, right? Whatsoever, yeah. and those people were playing for years upon years. Yeah. Um. So, so now you know, if we want to keep people playing, because it is an experiential sport, which means it takes time to get good at, and if we want to have a good, you know, a good player for as long as we can. It has to stay safe. And I remember you telling me once, Malice, there's an origin of Derby that started yeah. like at a skating rink, just skating in circles. Yes. So do you remember the Great Depression? I, I mean, I wasn't there for it. <laughs> but <laughs> Okay, Grandma Malice, light us up. So there were these dance marathons. People would literally dance until they dropped. Yeah. Um, they would dance for entire weekends in some cases. And they did it for room and board. The better you did, the better you got. Right. <laughs> and it evolved to the judges. Instead of walking around, they realized if they skated, it'd be a little faster and they could see better. They could see if people were falling asleep on each other because they were higher up. <laughs> and they wore stripes. It was co-ed at this time. And they would just skate until they had to come off and they couldn't do it anymore. And whoever was their last one. Then World War II happened and the men left and it was just women after that. There is some old footage from, you know, back around World War II. If you want to see some of the older rules of derby, it's actually really similar to modern Japanese roller derby, which is really, really, really fast. And this is where we started seeing that, you know, let's condense things. Right. That, that, that's where the rules started developing. And then it became the more wrestling style in like the 60s and 70s. And throughout this time, it was definitely, you know, a money maker. They were, you know, cashing in. And so were the players. But it does have a fairly exploitative past, which is why when WFTDA came back in uh, 2008, they really stressed having it be skater owned and operated. Right. And what does WFTDA stand for again? It's the Women's Flat Track Roller Derby Association. Is there, like, non-flat track? You've seen Whippet? Yeah. They oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is that still a thing? It is a little bit. That, yeah, it's, like, old school. I hate that I can't remember his name, but he... Is it Leo Spitzer? I think so. Like that's that? Yeah, he actually realized that, the, that banking a track would make them go faster and give them a little bit more momentum. Like NASCAR. Oh, I want to go fast. Yeah. <laughs> bank track is really meant to be pretty fast. Yeah, I love skating fast. That's like yeah. one of my favorite things. Until you fall. That is one of the things that like that I'm scared to ever try and play derby. The falling, does it hurt? No, we teach you how to fall. And first and foremost, you have to wear your gear. Yeah, the amount of times y'all fall on your knees. We're taught to do that. Still, like if you didn't have those pads on, that's brutal. Whenever I go to the skating rink, I always wear my pad. It's like ingrained. Even just for fun. Yeah. It's ingrained. Just yeah. for I have fun. to fall forward. And if I'm not wearing any knee pads, I'm... So they teach yeah. you to fall forward? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you were saying that somebody uh, yesterday when they fell on their back. Well, you knock your head and you yeah. can get a concussion like yeah. that. Even with the helmet on. When y'all have them on, they look heavy duty, but I guess nothing is impenetrable. Well, I mean, it's your neck. That's Sometimes true. it hurts yeah, when yeah, you yeah. take a hit like they yeah. did. Yeah. And fun fact, the mouth guards. Yeah. yeah they're, they're to protect your teeth, but it's also for concussions because if you bite down too hard, you can get... Not Ooh. great at protecting your teeth, though. I know some people not that great. have chipped a tooth. <laughs> and I Probably. love my teeth, y'all. So that's not, yeah, that's not my favorite part. Oh, man. What is your favorite part about Derby? <laughs> God, segue. <laughs> Lolo, get started. What is your favorite part? Uh, my favorite part about Derby is team. 
being a team. Yeah. So I've always been very sports oriented and team oriented. I love having friends and derbies like family. And so the team aspect, the athleticism with being a team is just overwhelming and positive. And I love it. Yeah, It's my favorite thing. Yeah, that's one of the things that I am excited about is just being around people. I feel like sometimes in my life, being in art, it can get really critical really quickly. Mm. I'm very sensitive and like I have anxiety all the time. I don't really feel that kind of pressure when I'm at Derby. Like when I was learning to do the line tracking, I was looking over Booty's shoulder and I was like, okay. And then she was just like, your turn. And I was like, okay, we're going to do it. And like, I, I messed up and I was like, sorry. And every time she was like, no, she's like, it's fine. You're learning. No, sorry. We don't say derby. sorry. Yeah. Oh, is that a rule? It was literally the first rule yeah. that I learned. We don't, don't say, say sorry. sorry. You know, you did the lineup tracking, which is my favorite part of yeah, doing Yeah, I like it, stuff. yeah. Um, and then there's scorekeeping, penalty tracking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's the non-skating officials, which are the people. Apparently, there's like a ton of paperwork involved in Derby that you don't learn about until you learn to be an NSO. And then there's the skating officials, which are the people that say, no pack, no pack. Cut track, cut track. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> I, I want to learn. Yeah. That is that is the, the one thing that's cool about doing line tracking, too, is you, you actually learn who everybody is and what everybody's number is. Yeah. There's like all this paperwork that's involved so that you look at this paperwork and you can tell what happened in each jam and who was in each jam. And so the lineup tracker records who is in each jam because there's how many players are on a team total? 15 that you can have on a bench and 20 that you can have in a charter. Because not everybody plays in every jam. So that's the other reason why the lineup tracking is important is because you because not it's not the same every time. And so you have to know who's doing what. Also tracking penalties that way. Because yes. You get, what is it? Six penalties? And it's out. Seven. Seven. Is, seven and yeah, you're, you're out. out. They are supposed to tell you when you get six. There's but... an option to tell the ref when a player has five. And some refs want to know and some don't because like if they know that somebody is close to seven, they are like looking for things uh, that they like yeah. normally aren't looking Ooh, for. Good point. I don't know if you guys knew that but that's what they yeah, yeah as soon as they hear a number or start thinking about someone a little more they yeah. will look a little harder. yeah like with the safety of it like there's so many things with the hitting that you're not allowed to do and like you know your first and what do you think roller derby your first instinct oh you use your like you push nope. and you're not allowed to do that like you're <laughs> yeah. not you're i heard you you're not even allowed to use your forearm nah, like you're not allowed nah, to shove nope. or anything like that the things that you can touch another person with are your upper arm, your side, your chest. You cannot use neck and above, you can't use that, and you can't use knees and below, and then elbows and below, you cannot use. Legal target zones, it's actually a little easier to say what's illegal. So you can't hit anybody in the center of the back all the way down yeah, to the tailbone. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, and uh, including the back of the legs. You cannot hit anybody below the knees, and you cannot hit anybody uh, above the neck. Yeah. So, Malice, what is your favorite part about Derby? My favorite part is definitely the hits. Mm-hmm. Um, I oh, yes, it do is, believe, girl. I dearly believe that there are people in this world that need a full contact sport, and I am one of them. I enjoy giving and receiving. And I also really love the challenge and the athleticism in Derby. There's always something new I can be working on. There's always another goal and there's always people ready to back me up and help me reach my goals and let me borrow their confidence to get there. Yeah. I do think while there are many people of many gender identifications within Derby, the fact that there is a 
contact sport that women can play? Like, are there any other contact sports for women? Like, I know rugby, rugby, yeah. football, cross too, and hockey. But derby is just special, and yeah. it's um, it is and so it's special. traditional. Well, it is traditionally more geared towards women. I mean, I know there is men's derby, but when you think of derby, you do think of women. And how many times is there like, when people make fun of the WNBA and like you know all that kind of stuff? When I say that there are not a lot of contact sports for women, I think what I really mean is that there are not a lot of contact sports where you automatically think of women and there's really not a lot of sports in general full contact or not that are traditionally female oriented right yeah i've done a little bit of research on derby i read there's a little bit of a dark side with why women's derby is so you know popular yeah a lot of it has to do with like sexualization oh i'm not like, fucking surprised yeah. of course it has to be that <laughs> yeah yeah wow. like mm. that's the thing about how professional and like all the sanctioned stuff mm -hmm. that goes on in derby i love that when i go in there to nso it was like wear all black you can't cheer for anybody it was so hard not to cheer but I, I was i started clapping and then i was like oh just kidding and booty was like yeah you can't do that and i was like yeah i know it's so hard it's so exciting i'm so glad to hear you say that because i still like i every time i get out there on the track for practice or especially a game i have that same feeling and it's never gone away it's it just feels special. Like it does. It feels butterflies so... in your stomach. It's like deep down. I get yeah. real excited. And for me, it was like I'm here. Like I'm yeah. a part of this now, and I'm so happy. Yeah, Grim. What is your favorite part about Derby? Oh my gosh, I have so many different things. So kind of contrary to Lolo, like I was never really a team person. I'm more of a lone wolf, and Derby really made me into a team person. That's like, awesome. I love like my team, the Mad Dollies. I love every person on there, and I love G Sword as a whole. Like we're all fucking amazing. I'm not a competitive person, like naturally, I guess. Yeah. But whenever I'm in Derby. I'm a competitive person. Yeah, so yeah you are. It, you saw last night. Hey. Yeah, 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 yeah. It like switches on something. You can't think about anything else except what's happening on the track. Yeah. And you have to like isolate all of because your... Because you'll get hit real quick yeah. if you're not thinking about what's happening. It's absolute chaos, but you're so at peace because you're only thinking about that one thing. Yeah. Not... You don't hear anything. Like yeah. you, people are like, oh, we're cheering for such and such. You're like, I heard nothing it's literally radio silence yep yep it is Whoa. and like but it's chaotic yeah. and when you were saying like oh the coaches do they have to call like whenever you're out on the track and you're the jammer you're in the zone and so if i hear my coach say hey call it off I'm calling it off because yeah. it just snaps me back. Oh, I have to do this because we're playing. Yeah, a game. even the yeah. oldest vet, you know, most incredible jammer, like Bonnie Thunders, she still has a turn coach. Is that what they're called? Yeah, we call it a third base or bench coaches. They do the same thing. It's basically somebody on the other side of the track relaying what the bench coach is saying. Oh, so, yeah. okay. Oh, um, I didn't cool. think about that. Bonnie Thunders has been playing for, I don't even, over a decade, I think, at this point, and obviously would have incredible track awareness and know every answer to every strategy. Yeah. She will always be directed for the call. So is it always that the coach calls it or is there ever a time where the coach is not call telling them to call it off? Sometimes the coach will forget or a jammer will just know already, will be on the same page. But it's generally the, best. the coach. Is there will, the coach will always be relaying it just in case yeah. if you ever jam. Well, because you can always make sure the that jammer, you... the other jammer behind you, you don't know where yeah. they're at. You need help, like. Obviously, yeah. if they're going to get through the pack, you don't want them to. You have to call it. Yeah. If you don't see them. So you might know what's going on and, and not understand that that person maybe just came out of the box and is still on their initial. You might 
be in your jammer yeah. zone and think that she's coming up to make points and that you need to call it. So that that's why it's always best to defer to your bench coach and look to them for the call. Yeah. So with it, within all of that practicing and stuff like that, what are some of the challenges that come with being in roller derby? I do really want to say that it is an extremely cerebral sport. And um, back to what I'd said earlier about it being experiential, you have to make a lot of mistakes before you're going to make the right play. And there's a lot of um, looking around. You have to be incredibly aware of everybody and everything, where the jammers are at all times, and then also make the right play, make people do the thing you want them to do, and communicate the brain game is, you know, you honestly have to be a smart person to play. We had a lot of nurses and doctors and lawyers. That's you know, amazing. I all, love that. Yeah. That also shows that, like, everybody needs an escape, man. One thing about Greensboro Roller Derby is we have, like, such a diversity of skaters. Like, all ages, gender identities, people with different, like, economical backgrounds. Yeah. People, you know... It's like such an inclusive place. Which is great. I have experienced so much in my life, this hierarchy, like the I'm better than you mentality, even in the arts, which is so sad to hear. My initial thought going in was like, oh my gosh, like if I'm not like cool enough, nobody's going to like me. And like immediately it was like, it was, it wasn't like that. It was just like, everybody's here. Everybody cares about Derby. Everybody's cool. Like we've all got these fun names. Let's hang out. Like, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, who else has got some challenges? What's definitely I'll, I'll piggyback off malice the mind and body thing is like that's probably your biggest challenge because if you get in your head too much if you start comparing yourself to others if you start doubting yourself um then you you won't make your body work correctly and then you'll get hurt which yeah. makes you won't be able you know you won't be able to play that's a struggle for a lot of people yeah already yeah being comfortable with yourself but then going into that environment where everybody is already like ready to accept you it's gonna make me like with even with all my insecurities and anxiety keep wanting to come back I was scared going into that first like the sanction I'm like doing this like sanction game where I'm shadowing somebody that really knows about derby and then I saw that you were playing I was like okay good I was like at least somebody's here that I know and then like and Rayan is super nice and it's just like it's when you when you're even if you're scared and you the moment that you remember that you're at some like you're in a place where people are accepting and people are excited that you're there that like you immediately forget. And then when you start like being a part of it and watching it, you're just like, I just want to make sure that I get all this right because I care about what I'm doing. There are an array of body types Mm -hmm. in Derby. Everybody's a Derby body. Yeah. There is no, like we've got like, Friggin' Rolly Smokes, who is like a toothpick that is She's like jamming her. her way through. Like it's yes. crazy. And like, cause that was. And holds the- her own as a yes. blocker yeah. too. Yeah. God. And like, yeah, like tiny people, big people, fat people, skinny people, doesn't matter. Like you're in there and you're going for it. And like, th- and again, just like everybody, when they're on those skates, it's like, you can do anything like it's just you're going through and it's I love skates I just love skating (laughs) when you're when you're in a roller rink and you're on quad skates like you just can't help but get those 80s vibes and like I just love anything that's like 80s I'm I'm so into it I love it oh my gosh it is definitely my favorite sport because it's contact and because it's you know 
on skates like it's it's just so much like you think it's hard you know doing contact sports and then you add skates and it's like a totally different like yeah, yeah. sometimes I don't even understand how I got into the sport I because know, I'm actually right? same very much it's <laughs> you know before I started roller derby uh, a hardcore minimalist and was about you know uh trying to be easy on my resources if I wanted to exercise or do a fun thing I'd go hiking a lot of people were kind of surprised that I picked up on a sport that was indoors required a bunch of gear required skates and required kind of hardcore scheduling I don't know why I did it but I love it and I'm glad <laughs> I like picking on my husband because he played football and I'm like yeah but basically we're like football but on skates and he was like well well and I'm like no oh it's speed chess while having bricks thrown at you. Who said that? That was, I'm quoting somebody from like roller derby hell or something. Yes. Oh my gosh. What advice do you have for anybody who is trying to, who wants to try to get into derby or who has never done a sport or anything like that? What's advice that you have for somebody who wants to do a sport or even do derby? Learn how to take criticism. If you don't take criticism well, you're not going to do derby. Yeah. yeah. Or any sport. Or yeah. Any sport. Art, that's, that's true in art, too. Yeah. Like, that's oh, very yes. true in art. If you want to improve yourself in general, you're, Learn how, you're, yeah. you are going to be wrong a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and even if you don't think you are. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Uh, I would definitely say, um, yeah, humble yourself if you need to humble yourself. I always encourage new skaters to develop a workout plan, take a look at their eating. You don't want to eat a cheeseburger and then come to practice. You yeah. Want to barf and watch the sport. Just please always watch the sport. Yeah. yeah. Mine would be get back up. Mm -hmm. If you're not falling, you're not doing it right. Yeah. Don't yeah. stop. Don't if you stop. Want it, get Keep it. going. Keep yes. going. Even if you're like, I have no idea, you'll eventually have an idea. Yeah. So just because falling, falling strategic, <laughs> falling is learning. It yes, is. I learned that at one of my first academy practices. If you're not falling, then you're not trying. So fall. You got this. I'm already getting inspired just hearing this in this room. <laughs> I'm like almost about to cry. Thank you guys so much for coming and talking to me about this. I'm like all jazzed about Derby. This is like, if you're, if you've listened to this episode and you're not jazzed about Derby, I don't know what, you probably didn't even listen. Not listening. Yeah, right. because it's awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for being here. Greensboro Roller Derby is hosting the WFTDA International Playoffs. Woo! So we've got people from Paris. We've got people from Helsinki, uh, Argentina. Yes. Yes, yes. Um, and we got people, you know, from Texas and uh, Seattle, I believe. From all over the world, they're coming to Winston-Salem Fairgrounds September the 6th through the 8th. And it's the, the playoffs. So the people who want to go to champs will be competing in Winston-Salem. Um, and it's, I believe it's $25 per day for a ticket. There will be tons of information on the Who Knows Instagram and on the Who Knows Facebook. We might not be able to be there, but... You guys should go. It's a big deal. And we're so honored to be chosen to host this. Um, thank it, you, WFTDA. Thank yes. you, WFTDA. And thank you to people who, you know, will still come out and support us. Of course. Because, you know, our the political climate here has not been great yeah. to, you know, the queer trans people. Well, again, Derby is the great equalizer. Absolutely. Yeah, it's inclusive in every way. Yes. And we have a strong queer community here. And we're going to make sure it's the the best experience it can be. Yeah. So. And is there any other dates coming up that you want to plug? Nightmares versus Betty's. I believe it is the night the 20th. 20th. Yes. Okay. And we'll be at Winston-Salem Pride or Pride Winston-Salem the day before that. 
Which is when? Uh, the 19th. The 19th of? October. Got it. And then September 15th, we will be at Greensboro Pride, just out and about, so come see us. Um, then I believe in November, we have another bout. December 1st is the home team championship. So I'm guessing the 10th of November would be our yes. November bout. Yeah. Awesome. GreensboroRollerDerby.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Woo! Am I alone? No, I don't think so. Thank you all so much for listening to the first episode of season three. And I hope you got something out of this episode, whether it be getting some insights on the benefits of community and team sports or just learning about how cool roller derby is. Anything on skates? I'm here for it. And as always, we encourage you to have conversations like these with the people in your life. The more conversations like these we have, the less we feel so alone trying to figure out life and the closer we feel to those that we love. Learn about new things. Ask people about who they are, what they do. You may learn something new or get excited about something in a way you never thought possible. I never thought that roller derby would be a part of my life, but now I am so glad that I found it. And it all happened by getting out of my comfort zone and talking to new people and learning all these new things has been amazing. And I'm super excited. So you should do something like this. Get excited about something that you never thought you'd get excited about. And just to reiterate some of the stuff that Grimm mentioned, Women's Flat Track Roller Derby Association, I'm going to link that in the show notes. You can learn more about that. The WFTDA International Playoffs are September 6th through the 8th at the Winston-Salem Fairgrounds Annex. Tickets go on sale June 17th, which already happened. So they're on sale right now. Get them. It's going to be super awesome. There's going to be a ton of derby going on. Winston-Salem, if you don't know, is a town that's like 30 minutes outside of Greensboro. It's super awesome. You should totally go to this. I don't know if we're going to be able to be there just because I'm in tech for that show that I mentioned earlier, but hopefully we're going to be able to get out there for some of this amazing event. And even if we don't get out there, you should get out there. It's going to be super awesome. International playoffs, September 6th through the 8th. Tickets are on sale now. Go get them. Women's Flat Track Roller Derby Association website. I will link it. I will link the Greensboro Roller Derby website. You can find the tickets. It's going to be awesome. Derby. If you want to stay up to date with episode releases or see cute pictures of cats, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Who Knows Pod. We are also on Facebook at Who Knows. We feature pets on our Instagram story every day. We release a new episode and we need pets. I love pets. Please send me some pets. So if you want to send us a picture of your cat, dog, or honestly any animal, we love pets. Send us a photo over on our Instagram and we will feature your pet on the days that we release new episodes. You can also visit our website at whoknowspod.com. And if you want to send us any questions, we can answer them on the show. You can send them to us at our new email, taylor at whoknowspod.com. So professional. The best way to support us is to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, like I mentioned before. Tell your friends about us. Tell your enemies about us. Tell everyone about us. Tell people about the show. We want to grow this community and we need your help to do that. So tell people about us. It's really, really helpful. To support us even further, become a patron for as low as $1 a month for access to exclusive content and to help the show get better and better for all of you. This episode was hosted by me, Taylor Dankovich, edited and produced by Lynn Barbara. Our intro music is by Chris Williams, and our outro and transition music is by Tori Silver. Who knows who's out there, but welcome to season three. I love you, and thanks for listening.
season three. Woo, woo, woo. Season three. Dun, 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 dun